Welcome to the Ink Productivity Tip of the Day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's tip, how to build charitable giving into your business model, from Sarah Lynch. If you want your business to support a nonprofit, you'll need to consider not just where to give, but how. Companies might consider donating to charitable organizations through standalone events or campaigns, like Giving Tuesday. But company leaders can also build nonprofit giving into the very core of their business through a number of charitable models like donating a percentage of profits, a portion of sales, or products in a one-for-one match. But not every one of these giving models will suit every company or every charitable goal. Five company leaders spoke with Inc. about how they chose their charitable giving model and what other companies should consider when developing their donation strategy. After covering expenses, company leaders can choose to donate a percentage of their profit, monthly, annually, or otherwise, to nonprofit organizations. Here, smaller companies might have an opportunity to stand out. Research from Harvard Business School found that consumers prefer brands that donate a greater percentage of profits over those that donate more money overall, but a smaller percentage of their profits. When Stephen Dime and Joseph Dickstein founded the Chicago-based flower service, Flowers for Dreams, in 2012, they knew they wanted to incorporate charitable giving into their business in a big way. On a bar napkin, cliche, they know. The founder sketched a pie chart. A quarter of the company's profits would support nonprofit organizations. A quarter would go to investors, a quarter to the team, and a quarter to the co-founders. That 25% spooked many investors, Dime 33 says. But the team never wavered from its commitment. Since launching, the company has given more than $1 million to 192 charities, making donations each financial quarter. It's truly fundamental to the business we've created and why many of our employees work here, he says. Dime says that the brand's commitment to giving has helped it grow a strong base of loyal customers. Still, the company has occasionally found it challenging to stick to its quarterly donation commitment in moments of economic uncertainty. In these instances, Flowers for Dreams deferred donations until the following quarter to stabilize cash flow. Alternatively, companies can donate a portion of sales, as brothers and co-founders Brandon and Jonathan Blum do with for others, their Philadelphia-based clothing brand, which launched in 2021. Especially in the company's earliest stages, this approach felt more meaningful than donating a percentage of their limited profits, Brandon, 31, says. If we're going to be a brand called For Others, we can't be giving 1% of profits, he adds. We actually have to put our money where our mouth is and donate every financial quarter. When they launched, the For Others team planned to donate $5 for any item over $75 and $2 for any item below that. Donations currently support nonprofits Feeding America and Donors Choose. Meanwhile, Uncommon Goods, a Brooklyn, New York-based online marketplace for gifts, novelty items, and more, 
donates $1 from every purchase to a nonprofit of the customer's choosing, given between three and five options at checkout. This provides crucial data that the team then uses to evaluate its nonprofit affiliations for the next year, says David Balotsky, founder and CEO. We're going to try to find an organization and a cause that our customers are interested in, because ultimately, it is also a form of marketing. Customers frequently share appreciation for the company's giving program, Bolotsky says, but sacrificing a significant portion of sales isn't always easy. In his first two years running on Common Goods, Bolotsky personally paid for those donations, since the company wasn't yet making money. Today, it makes over $50 million per year in revenue. Brandon, meanwhile, quickly learned that despite his charitable ambitions, he also needed to keep the business afloat. About a year ago, business started to slow down, and the company made the tough decision to donate $3 instead of 5 for purchases over $75, he says. While Brandon hopes to see that number increase again in the future, he says that small companies shouldn't be deterred by how little they might be able to give. Even if 1% of profits for another business is 20 times more than for others right now, which is the case, I still feel like we're doing the best that we can, he says. The company currently has revenue in the six figures and has doubled that every year since 2021. If sacrificing some sales or profits doesn't suit, companies can opt to donate items, even their own products. The shoe company Tom's helped popularize the buy one, give one model in 2006, donating one pair of shoes for every shoe purchased. Bombas, the New York City-based sock and apparel company, which made Inc.'s best-in-business list in 2020, incorporated this model when it launched in 2013. While simple in theory, co-founders David Heath and Randy Goldberg soon found the execution more complicated at scale. So they partnered with Hannah's Socks, a nonprofit organization in Toledo, Ohio, to learn the ins and outs of distribution. I would definitely recommend partnering or finding an organization that you can talk to to help you understand the nuances of the problem that you're trying to solve. Heath, 40, says. As Bombas scaled, the company developed its own distribution process, donating socks, t-shirts, and underwear to a variety of organizations, including overnight shelters, transitional living facilities, and rehabilitation centers. But the buy-one-give-one model does make sense for every business, Heath adds. For instance, a company focused on countering climate change might not want to distribute more products through a buy-one-give-one model, if its goal is to reduce consumption. Companies should look at how the mission and the model align and choose the best fit. Deciding on an approach early is therefore key, Goldberg 44 adds. It's like learning a foreign language. The earlier you learn it, the more proficient you're going to be. Since Bombas implemented this model from its inception, it is now inextricable from the company's operations, the founders say. It's impossible to think of our company without it, Goldberg says. It comes across as more natural and more authentic to our customers, which is the value that it brings. Then that allows us, in turn, to do more good in the world. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.